No, I indeed. We're up and running. Nice. I can see the wavelengths from everyone. It looks normal. Well, no, you, you sound like you're in a cardboard box, Dan, but I like that effect. That's actually a pedal that... That's a pedal that needs making. What, cardboard box emulator? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't understand why it's not at the top of everyone's list. All right, so what is this? This is episode one of Last Victorian Death Squad podcast. Yeah, right! Which is basically four Yorkshire gimmers playing game and talking game. Who's the fourth? Did I say four? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously somebody else we've not been talking So I was thinking, I was thinking of the Monty Python sketch for Yorkshireman, obviously. <laughs> yeah, this is the hybrid. Chateau de Chatelet. <laughs> this is the hybrid of three. <laughs> All right, so this is three gim lords talking about some of the most horrific noisy music in existence um right so what we're gonna do like a round robin yeah one on one off i don't mind doing that i mean it would be cool to it because uh, i mean i guess this is gonna go up on on the lbds website so we're actually in lbds you know it's not like some kind of separate strand of religion <laughs> that does podcasts <laughs> We're actually in a band. Yeah, maybe we should explain that. All right, so we've got three members of the last Victorian Death Squad. I, but I, you know, are we allowed to use our real names? Are we? Are we? Are our identities known to the public? No, I'm B. You're S, and we've got an X. All right, yeah. So we're all right. So I'm, I'm S. I'm B. X. And we've got B, B, and X. All right. If only we had an M, we'd have a BMX. <laughs> we need to recruit. All right, who's going first? All right, I'll go You've first then. All right. Right, my first track is by Tribes of the City, who are, to my knowledge, the only shoegaze band that have ever come out of Latvia. That's probably wrong, but they're definitely the most successful. Um, when I chose this, there was two things I didn't realize about of it. First of all, I thought it was from 2019, and it's not. It's from 2009, so it's, uh, it's pretty old. Yeah, I knew they has been around a while. The second thing I didn't realize is that it's an instrumental, and I was sure it had vocals. Were you, but, were you gimmed when you heard this first? Well, no, it's just that when you're listening to, like, shoegaze and dream pop and shit, the, the vocals are that buried and, like... <laughs> Maybe they've got the cardboard box pedaling, you just can't hear them. Yeah, I really like the idea that there is singing and you just can't hear it. I'm sure that was one of our plans at one point. <laughs> Indeed, it's a really good tactic <laughs> that nobody's used. Didn't Aphex Twin use it at some point? All right, so, yeah, this is going to be... Um, realized by uh tribes of the city from their 2009 album recipe of the golden dream
I was enjoying that droid death at the end. Again, I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten so much about that song, other than that I really liked it. Yeah, it's got a, it's, it's got a good noise stomp to it. Great track. Yeah, good gim at the end. All right, yeah, that was realised by Tribes of the City from their 2009 album, Recipe of the Golden Dream. I'm reading their bio, and, and it, it won Best Rock Album of 2009 in Latvia. But that might be because they're the only rock band in Latvia. But they are they are pretty they're pretty well regarded. Yeah, all right. Um yeah, it was, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I forgot it was instrumental, but it but yeah, it's got some nice noise on it. It's like a massive it's a sort of Mogwai post rock. No, and it's Yeah, it's cool as well how they've kind of re emerged and, and you know, that they're still going. I really like that. Yeah, that's a good point. People need to check out their last album. Um what was it? Rust and Rust and Gold. Yeah, yeah, I bought a bit of rig and, and I gave it to this, to S for Christmas. Yeah, man, that's um, that's some quality biscuits as well. All right, um, who's next? Which one should I go first? Uh, all right, I'm going to start really hard. <laughs> is it brutal? It's... Nah, you, you're just tricking us. This is just this the mellow point. I think so. It's. Um... We're going to need to go for a lie down after this. It's called gum by medicine i think it's a shoegaze band from the 90s and weren't they signed to creation for like three months or something but this track in particular is like kind of has less of a instrumental band vibe compared to the tracks this is like probably one of the most brutal tracks on the album it kind of sounds like a bit industrial but it's got this like horrible fuzz through it Cool. I, I think I remember you telling me about them, me trying to hunt it down. I think it's quite expensive as well. I didn't even realize it was anything. Yeah, I think the, the album's kind of like eclectic. It doesn't stick to one thing. It's got some different kind of tracks throughout. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, because cause I'd hunt, hunted down one of their, their later albums and, and it sounded like they'd started doing parlor pop with like a broken drum machine. So they obviously started off in a better place. Right, so this yeah. is from Shot Forth Self Living. That, did that even get released? Because it says this is a demo from 1992. This is Gum by Medicine. Check it out.
God, I see. I thought there was something wrong with my earphones. I thought there was some technical difficulties. <laughs> so heavy and distorted. We need to issue a warning before we play that because it might actually damage people's hearing. Sorry, B. Did you are you still alive, B? It might have sent him to the to a different planet. He might not be able to return. Yeah, that's an amazing track. That's not even on the album. It's not on the track list for that for that album. That is like just lost music, dude. That that is not on their um, that that release, which is weird. Uh, yeah, I've, I've just looked at the Wikipedia and it says um, it was formed by Brad Lehner, ex Savage Republic, and it was based on some four track recordings that he was working on like two years two years earlier. And the the label said, "We'll give you a deal if you can make a band that sounds like these tapes you've got." So, wow! I don't know if Gum's one of the tapes or anything. Yeah, God, no, no, dude, that is proper wild music. I really like that. I understand why you were into it because that the CD that the that I got from later on, yeah, that one, that wasn't anywhere near that world. B, stay close to your mic. You're drifting a bit there. Oh yeah, yeah. So, sorry, I, I yeah, thought you the moved mic away was from the mic. Then. I forgot it was in my head. Right, okay, I'm back. All right, wow. So that was Medicine from what was it, 1992? Wow, some seriously lost. I mean, I don't even know what genre that fits into. Jim. But seriously, man, yeah. Need to need to investigate more about what happened there and see if that guy's still going. All right, so all right, it's a nice little start. Then we've had some instrumental Latvian shoegaze and some uh, early 90s gim monster. All right, so what's next? What I'm going to play you is the Venus Beads. This is a double A-side 7-inch. I've never seen it anywhere else. I don't think it came out on CD. It's definitely not in any of the download places. So they were a band, I think, where were they? They must have been from, is it Nottingham again? Maybe they got Nottingham on the brain. But anyway, this is the second side. It's called Heartless.
nice. Yeah, dude, really, really nice. What year was that? 90. It's really like pop punk, but if it was 1990, they set the bar like so high that every pop punk band to come would fail. Well, yeah, because it's, it's definitely got a yeah. melodic element to it as well. It's just it's, yeah, it's just like that white stuff. noise with like punk attitude, and that Rob Jones, the lead singer, he had a really good way with the melodies. You can hear even in like this absolute white noise oblivion of what they're doing, he could still keep a melody rolling through it, which I really love. Yeah, the cool thing about them, I'd never seen a band all turn and turn their backs to the audience when when they went to the instrumental sections, and they, they just went this absolute white noise wave coming at you. I'd never heard anything like the noise the Venus Beads made, especially when they started off. So, yeah, they're a cool band. Did they do anything? Were they successful at all commercially? Uh, yeah, yeah, they they did two albums. They did an album called Incision and then Black Aspirin. They tried to make it in America because nothing was happening over here. I think grunge had kicked in by then, but uh, yeah, man, unfortunately nothing happened. They had a really cool 12-inch that came out, and there's a track on that called Wolf on a Chain, which is super cool, but yeah, no, just an ace lost band. Because if you like fast-forward like eight years from that, you get like Idlewild's first EP and first album, which isn't a million miles away from that, just probably not as good but they were <laughs> they were in that similar yeah, world of kind of like post-punk influenced you know sort of noisier edge of alternative rock and it's uh, yeah it reminded me a lot of it there's, especially there's a bit in the like pre-chorus which is just like paint nothing by Otherwild, which is obviously yeah like, you know i yeah it was yeah we're like that kind of shouting melodies yeah. and stuff Oh, no, I know what I was going to tell you, because when it, when it kicks in on the YouTube, you're like, dude, man, this recording sounds a bit ropey, but I can assure you it's exactly what it sounds like on the shiny black <laughs> shiny black vinyl. So I, I love this, stuck to their guns on that one. Fuck making it sound posh. It should sound like us. But that's bollocks. That's exactly what it sounds like, and good for them. Yeah, hold on, let's give him some credit. Produced by... Oh no, engineered by John Harrison. They produced it themselves. Should have kept that shit up. In fact, talk, talking about the pr production, they ended up after that getting the lead guitarist of the House of Love to produce them. So he did their album, Incision, which obviously, oh, <coughs> Terry Bickers is messing about with our sound. It'll be awesome. But yeah, it wasn't as good as their white noise wall. Yeah, I can't imagine it had the same impact. Not, you know, no. not, not that there's anything wrong with the House of Love, obviously. But... All right, nice, dude. All right, so we've, uh, we've gone back in time a little bit. Uh, we've... All right, I was in the 2000s at least. At least I was only 10 years ago. You've gone way back in time. But... Well, yeah, I'm all over the place, baby. All right, but next one, bringing right up to date into 2020 from me. Um, this is from uh, Velveteen, uh, who are a band... Um, on Shore Dive Records. Um, oh, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. We're obviously big fans of Shore Dive Records as they put out their um, our last EP. Um, so a big shout out to Nico and, and Shore Dive Records. So this is from the Bluest Sunshine EP by Velveteen. Um, this is called You Got It Down. Uh, this, I think this EP is still available on CD. It did sell out, um, but he did a repress. So I think there's some more copies of this. It's still available. So check it out on Bandcamp. This is uh, Velveteen, you got it down.
right, that was Velveteen. So, yeah, that's from 2020, but it sounds like they could have been supporting Smashing Pumpkins in 93 on their Siamese Dream Tour. Yeah, really like really like that tune. Yeah, it's really got a punchy sound to it, hasn't it? No, and that's their, their best song, man. It's a really cool song, is that? Their, their sound is really well produced as well. Yeah, check that shit out. That's uh, that's Velveteen on, on Shore Dive Records. Go, go, uh, yeah. go see what they're doing. Nice. Zan, you must have liked the anti-lead there where he just fell on the warp pedal. I thought that was nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah, fuck lead, man. Let's fall on the war. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a cool sound, man. <laughs> just fall on your pedal board anyway. That's a... See, it sounded cool anyway, that. All right, nice. All right, who's next in the chain? X, it's back to you, man. I'm uh, sticking with the recent... I'm going Sun, Hail and Rain by Flying Colours. Nice. We know Flying Colours. Australian shoegazers, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's a much more chiller track than my last one, but it's uh, the full album's like really cool because you can't really tell where each track ends and begins. They all kind of sound the same, but you just keep... you keep um, It keeps your mind on them. But uh, Sun, Hail and Rain. Which album is it on? It, uh, mindfulness it's from what year um 2016 okay bring it on
right, that was Flying Colours, Sun, Hail and Rain from uh, their album Mindfulness. Yeah, they're, they're really hard to um, they're really hard to find anything out about. I, I've... But they're big, man. They're big in the in the world of modern shoegaze scene. You know, but yeah, no. So I was just going to say that I I've looked about for them on the Twintlenet and so not been able really to find much. But that's really nice and psychedelic dreaming. Great track. Yeah, that little riff, that sliding riff that keeps coming around is really nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. proper. The, the, cool the, the singing is just sticks on like two notes. It's like monotone and drops down and back up. So it, it's like so much building up and it never, never gets there, yeah. And, and the total nice non-solo at the end. <laughs> they've got a steady use of like tremolo as well, so everything's always a bit wobbly and kind of jarring, yeah. which is nice, yeah, man. No, really, everything I've heard from them, I, it's one of those bands that I just dip in and out of and haven't really invested any time in, but but really need to, because everything I've heard has been quality, so need to invest a bit more time in the flying colours, for sure. Yeah, that end solo is kind of like somewhat from Morbid Angel or something, that solo. He's <laughs> just attacking the guitar with a whammy bar and random noises. Which is never a bad thing. All right, cool, man. So we, uh, all right, we at least we went back into, well, not quite this decade, but the last decade at least. Mm. All right, B, you're up. What, are we going to go into 1974? No, no, we're going to 1575 now. This is um, a band from New York. I don't really know enough about them, to be fair, but when I think about cool tracks, I have this, well, this one always pops into my head, and when I thought about that we were going to do this podcast, like, man, I'm going to dig that tune out. This is a band called The Big Sleep. They were around up until about 2013, but this this tune was like their, um, you know, this was their, we're, we're going to the top of the mountain tune. It got loads of amazing reviews and it really should have like sent them somewhere new, but I don't think anything happened, but check it out. This is a track called Ace.
Whoa, yeah! Alright. Yeah, I really right. liked um, the ending when they went they went in hard with the crash and it seemed heavier. They should have come in with that at the start. <laughs> yeah, the, the dynamics on that song, man, they still give me rushes. It's such a good dynamic song. I was like just pulsing along and that's that's a good way of how to... It was how to do noise music with a groove. It's a brilliant track. It, it does. It just it just keeps pounding. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty relentless. Really good yeah. dynamics. That's no, nice, dude. <laughs> but I'm sure they must have had some commercial success because I'm sure I've heard of them. All right, yeah. They, they must have been around or something. I'm not sure that. I, I, well, I, 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 I read that was their third album, and I, I think you know after that it was you know let's sell, sell books. 2012 though, so not that long ago. Well, eight years ago. Damn. But yeah, nice dude. It's um, it's got a nice pop sensibility about it as well. Yeah, you know me. I, I I love a melody, but this is because good white noise element yeah. at times. Man, there must have been a, that track live must have been an absolute juggernaut. Yeah, need to check out the early stuff. They were just reading about them. It's it said they were they were heavily compared to Sonic Youth. I don't know if that's just like the female vocals and the the kind of noisy aesthetic, but um, but yeah, I can imagine they were pretty intense live, yeah. pretty chaotic. All right, that was the big sleep and ace. Some some nice pounding noise pop there. Um, who's next? Is it me? It's you. All right, I'm going to go for Cigarettes for Breakfast, who are a, um, I don't know, like a noisy shoegaze band from, from Philadelphia. Now, I came across uh, them on a TV show recently, and they were on, left them on a list to check out. I've not heard them. Really? Damn, yeah. I I think I just saw this um might have started following them on Instagram mm-hmm. just through like hashtag shoegaze or something. Right. Um and then I heard like a, a sample from the the album. Uh and I pre ordered it. I was I was like that excited about hearing it go. Dude, you're straighting, aren't you? Four feet. <laughs> so uh yeah, this is Cigarettes for Breakfast from I think it's self titled, is is this album. Uh is it NEP? It is, yeah. Well, it's five tracks. Yeah, so a five-track EP. Uh, by yeah, by this band from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the one I'm going to choose is Daylight. What year, dude? 2020, dude. This is just out. Okay. February. February 2020.
right, that was daylight, daylight by cigarettes for breakfast. It reminds me of something. I'm not sure what it is. It, it keeps popping up in my brain that it's uh, it's really similar to something else. But um, it's kind of like got a sleazy kind of vibe, like hypnotic and dreamy. It's a really good track. I enjoyed that. The first chord when it starts is kind of kind of like um, cowboy or something. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. And then the next two chords are like really shoegazy. Starts, starts with some country. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think there's many cowboys in Pennsylvania, but um, but maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's not. But yeah, so yeah, I don't even know how I came across them, but um, I, I think I I might send them a couple of messages on Instagram or something, just uh, just saying hi and saying that we like their shit. So um, yeah, check out cigarettes for breakfast. That's from uh, self-titled EP. Mm-hmm out in February and it's uh, on, on Bandcamp check that shit out good call alright who's next X you're up what horrific yeah. horrendous assault are you gonna <laughs> put upon us now <laughs> I have got I have got one horrific one but uh, I'm thinking about where to put it in the list uh, well mine's incredibly offensive so it's up to you <laughs> no I'll, I'll go for a a more mellow one next well, saying Mello, this is, is still pretty intense. I'm going to go All the Saints, the uh, totally unknown band. I can't remember where they're from. I think they're from America, but they've got all those track titles that are cities in England. Yeah, they're a cool band. Yeah, they've got, they got like Barnsley and Huddersfield. I've got that album. <laughs> yeah. Is it Sheffield, one of them? Is that right? Yeah, they've got Sheffield and Leeds. I, I can't believe they didn't have Oxford. Surely someone should have told them. <laughs> Do you think they're just putting a pin in the map and like going, oh, well, that'll be yeah, There right. must be some good bands from there. But yeah, this this track I'm putting up is uh, it's called Papering Fix. It's not a, it's not a town in Yorkshire, but uh, it's good. Um, Breaking from their tradition of naming all yeah. their songs after towns in Yorkshire. I, I really I really love this album. It's got a it's got a cool vibe and it's got a lot of like heavy like. More like riffs. I wonder what happened to them.
rhythm section on. Uh, I, I didn't realize how heavy they were. And the proper got pounding rhythm section sounded yeah, amazing. Yeah, I've I just noticed how how nuts the drummer is. He's doing like so many like ghost notes and the fills are crazy. Yeah, that's a great find. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Also, as well, the, the artwork is something special. I don't know why, because it's just like a duvet or something. It just invokes this kind of feeling that they're like from yeah. some ghostly town in the middle of nowhere, but they're creating this wall of noise with amazing rhythms in. What a band! But check this shit out, man. They released an album last year. What? Look like you're look like you're going somewhere. I don't have that one. I have the one before, and it it was completely different. It's, it's got none of that like heaviness and dreaminess. It's kind of just meandering, mellow stuff. So on um, on Spotify, at least they've got intro to Fractions from 2011. That's the one I have. And mm. yeah, and then after that, there's 2019. Uh, Look like you're going somewhere, which obviously we need to check out. But yeah, I can imagine that they probably produced that masterpiece in 2008. And we're totally gimmered by the fact that they were called All the Saints yeah. at the high point of the girl group All Saints. If you yeah. Google All the Saints band, all you get is shit about All Saints. Yeah, good point. So good point. They were, they were just screwed from that perspective. They didn't have Google ability. <laughs> In another life, shit's different. But yeah, we like them. Man. We should tell them that. The guitars have kind of like got a... I don't know, a weird vibe. It's not really shoegaze. It's more, more like metal riff kind of tone. Definitely. And a lot of the, a lot of the guitars doing just single notes. I think rather than like full chords, and they drop into like really evil kind of melodies occasionally. Then they drop back into the halftime dreaminess. All right, nice man. We've had uh, all right a nice little into the. Well, I don't know. We're on a little bit of a run here. I think from flying colours into uh, cigarettes for breakfast, uh, and then into that. It's it's been quite a good um, period of continuity with those three tracks. So maybe you can disrupt it, B, with something insane. Well, I think it would be an absolute travesty if we didn't play the second single by the Jesus and Mary Chain. This is never understand, which still. I, I still can't fucking understand how good it is.
I think that's definite proof you can never have enough feedback on a track if you've got a tune. It's incredibly intense, isn't it? I see a comment on the YouTube video and someone's gone, I feel like I'm in a washing machine. That's... <laughs> they, they achieved everything they set out to do then. <laughs> it, was, it, it was just like they were... You know, because it sounds a bit Ramonesy because obviously they're taking that kind of... I, I don't know, sort of like like 60s kind of girl pop sort of melody driven mm. and then just layering it with the most horrific noise ever, which is a bit like what the Ramones did to some extent, but just not not anywhere near to the levels that that those guys were doing. It's incredible. It makes me think it could be on a, like a Tarantino film while someone's having an insane overdose <laughs> clip yeah. or something. <laughs> Or some mad mutilation going on or something. <laughs> that that because it's that yeah. mixture, of the euphoric vocals and the 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 melodies that um, that Will's hitting when he's singing, and then it's just chaos in the background. Yeah, people miss I think just what incredible melody and songwriters they were because they think oh it's all just a load of noise, but it isn't. You know they they really had that got it down to a fine art when they were, when they were doing that. Yeah, don't get. I mean, Psycho Candy is a bit of a tough listen if you're not, at the, you know, you're not in the right place at the right time. <laughs> you can't, you can't just whip it on and you know start cooking or something. You've got to be <laughs> that reminds me of prepared for what's going on. <laughs> that reminds me of playing the the B side of Just Like Honey really loud. It's called Head. <laughs> it's on barbed wire kisses. Yeah, so they didn't always go for the Ramones melodies, man. I mean, we all know. You they could go to the devil's back door. In the comments as well, people are talking about the lyrics, and apparently it's about um, no one understanding his Scottish accent. <laughs> I think they missed the point. <laughs> have you have you read the um, have you read the biography Barbara Kisses? It's it's incredible. It's so fun. I'd love to. I'd love to read. The weird thing is, as I was coming down in the cellar, that book came into my head. So there you go. I need to order it. I read it in about two days, and it was before I was like really, really into them. I'd I'd listened to them and heard them, but the just the the chaos that surrounded them and all the mad shit they were doing, like that first tour that they went on, where it was just 
horrendous noise and feedback at every live gig. So people just started throwing pint glasses at the stage. Wasn't it just a riot every time? They never played. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd read, um, I can't remember what it's called, but Peter Hook wrote a book about the Hacienda as well. And he just makes this really one weird little one-line reference to it. And I'd read that book before I read Barbed Wire Kisses. And he said it was when the Jesus and Mary chain were on their 15 minutes of feedback tour. And I thought that was like the official name of the tour that Jesus and Mary Jane had done. And it wasn't. It was just a description of the gig. It was 15 minutes of feedback. And then they went off. And a riot ensued in the venue yeah. every single time. I think it's, I think they did make the news or something around that time. They were proper getting like followed around. They'd really kicked up a fuss. It was initially just the fact of what they name. It was almost like blasphemous at the time that they picked a name like that. Oh, yeah, dude, because when they released, they went on tour in America after they'd released Revenants, and the management was convinced they were going to get shot (laughs) because of the lyrics in Revenants, I want to die like Jesus Christ. And they just assumed there was going to be loads of mad kind of, you know, like ultra-religious people ready to shoot them. What a band. What an amazing band. Yeah, and the, the weird thing was as well, there was this weird glitch in time where they they became forgotten. And it was like it's like the music industry had kind of forgotten about them. And I remember thinking, man, there's no what's happening with the Mary Chain. And I think they'd fought, even fallen out at that point, you know, because they just weren't getting the recognition they deserved. But thankfully, that's, that's there, into, there was there was a lot of booze going on. There, they were there was a bit chaotic in the band. Well, and then you've got to remember, well, you went to sort of like ninety five, ninety six, and Oasis come along. And the same thing happened with Oasis. Oasis were doing gigs and there were riots at every Oasis gig because yeah. Liam was stood there throwing pint glasses at the audience yeah. and they were throwing them back. <laughs> so all of a sudden there was somebody else that was getting, oh, there's another mad band here who are a bit more melodic and a bit more chart friendly. And that's what happened. Yeah. So they did just disappear. All right, we've had some very good Jesus and Mary Chain appreciation time there. I mean, we could have probably chosen one of... 10 tracks from, from Jesus and Mary Jane to play on this first ever Last Victorian Deathcore podcast, to be honest. They are definitely, definitely one of the um, uh, foundations of what we do and uh, and what we're into. Is it me next? It's you, dude. All right. Okay. I've got a bit of a dilemma. Do we want something fun or do we want something noisy? All right. I'm playing Animal Ghosts, another instagram find um just a band that must have appeared on on instagram feed at some point but we've interacted with these guys uh, or this guy the rather. music scene these days is just all on instagram yeah dude yeah that's how you communicate this so, this guy uh, is this... um i was gonna say every time i hear his name i always think dude this guy's guitar sounds so good is is um dedication to noise is unbelievable and it it's kind of like the same idea that we've got of just making it so dense and unlistenable but there is melody and and tune underneath yeah, it's uh, blissful noise he's, he's definitely he's definitely going on to something so i don't know if the dates on these releases are correct if they are he's released three albums um in three in weeks, five months. He's <laughs> <laughs> pretty. He's pretty prolific. He's just going on, and he's according to according to the biog that I can find at least. His name's Cliff Barnes, which I thought was quite funny because that was a character in um, the 1980s soap opera Dallas. What is <laughs> that dude? But no, this is Animal Ghost from Portland, Oregon. 
Uh, this is from Will, which I think is the latest release, but it's hard to tell because there's been two albums released in 2020, uh, Wayne and Will. Uh, but maybe they're at the same time. That sounds like a pair because they're both names. Um, this is the second track on the album. Uh, we're going to listen to Bond by Animal Day. I'm back. What a groove that's got. I really like the bass playing like on that as well. What a tune. That was cool. 
Indeed, that was Bond by Animal Ghosts from the album Will, which I think has just come out. I honestly thought this was his second to last album because uh, Wayne came out early this year and I was I was on to that. And then Will appeared, but I thought it was previous. But no, yeah. very, very prolific output from There's this There's a dude. lot of stuff to get through in a Bond. short space of time. Yeah, that track was cool. It was like a really dreamy vibe and then... I think there was only two choruses, and they last for about five seconds. But the, the, the like a really like different catchy vibe to like the dreaminess. Yeah, he's really good with the melodies. He's, he's really good, good with catchy melodies. He um, he often posts on our uh, Instagram posts as well. He digs what we do. He digs uh, last Victorian Death Squad. So nice. big shout out to Cliff from Animal Ghosts from Portland, Oregon check that out on Bandcamp as well available now um, yeah amazing amazing new music there's so much out there man you just gotta go and find it you gotta go and find this stuff yeah just hunt it down on Instagram and Bandcamp everywhere else has been sanitised true and there really is no taste makers anymore there's nobody to go to you've really got to dig for yourself so you know like you said it's cool that we've hooked up with this guy he's cool all right What's next? X. Right. You're on. Strapping. This is... Um... Yeah. This is another band that's uh, that was definitely in our minds when in the first LVDS session. Um... Of course, it's been it's been since then, but, but it was one of the first bands and uh, I remember being in the airport with you, uh, B and showing you it and you go in like this is a uh, really intense we need to capture some of this and i remember showing the um the ilvers the first time i'm sure we showed him like something by jesus mary chain someone else and then uh something by this band this is portal and i'm going to send the track spores but this is from the latest album and uh, the kind of toned down a little bit like throughout but there's this one there's this one track called spores and it's probably more intense than the whole back backlog but they got but they got a little bit of criticism upon this yeah. release from for being a bit too melodic let's let's see how melodic it is you can make up your own minds let's listen to uh, portal spores from the album ion 2018 let's go
Yeah, that's not really dialed back from anything, is it? That's pretty extreme by anybody's stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But it's, uh, I don't know, the... I remember reading like some like really early kind of reviews of what they were doing. And it was, it was saying that people weren't entirely sure if there was any talent whatsoever underlying all this noise, but then. If yeah. You the murkiness and cavernous sound, people were like, well, after like five albums, people are, hang on, are these, this band actually good? <laughs> are they actually playing anything? <laughs> but they are. And it's amazing. I think they are really, really, really talented musicians. Um, yeah, the um, the rest of the tracks in this album are, are, are kind of a lot different. I think they just put this track on the record to make, which was more intense than anything they've ever done, just to just to show people. But yeah, they're ridiculous musicians. There's a really funny quote on their uh, Wikipedia page, which says uh, some journalist from Pop Matters said that death metal always pretends to be scary, but it's all rather harmless. That said, however, I make no mistake in saying that the death metal produced by Australia's portal is truly frigging terrifying. (laughs) They are on a different planet from everybody else, really, in terms of what they do. There's there's not many bands that that can get to that level. There's one of the bands called um, Impetuous Ritual, which I think it's got like, Three members of Portland, anyway. And they're they're Australian as well. Yeah, yeah. Impetuous. Uh, the first time I heard Impetuous Ritual, I I thought that was one of the best things I've ever heard in terms of metal. I was amazed by it, absolutely amazed. Even more extreme, I think. But um, but had a, I don't know, had a slightly more industrial ethic to it or something. I don't know. But it yeah, was, uh, I, I saw them last year in in London, and uh, it was totally flattening. It was it was one of the most intense sounds I've ever experienced, and they're all there in um, they're all dressed in like like robes, but only around like the the groin area. It was like it was like you were like some uh, it was like some Roman prisoner or something, and they're all there covered in dirt, and it was it was really intense. So in Portal, the the lead singer wears a a a clock on his head yeah yeah he's wearing like a Darth Vader outfit but with a clock on his head and then impervious what they called impervious impetuous ritual they're gonna have to wait for episode two that is some extreme music on an entirely different level but still definitely well within the realms of this podcast within the realms of Gim because that obviously that's what we're here to do. We're here to introduce the rest of the planet to the concept of Gim through uh, through our musical choices. Yeah, well, we love Gim. That's why we. That's why we're here. That's why we're all making music together and having a great time. Um, the next track it, it cannot be found anywhere, which makes it even more special. So this is who has become our good friend. This is Hugh. And this is Earth, the Californian Love Dream, a dangerous, dark pop tune called Black Stuff. Been dealing in black stuff, all evil and mean. Been looking for the cracks in the pavement and the things that lose their shame. Jesus was one time, and it they read a long time ago. All I want folks to be right now, and all I want rock and roll to know. Stop fucking around with me Whoa, whoa, I'm gonna catch you down Whoa, whoa, I'm gonna catch you down Jesus was one time 
Whoa, I'm back, dude. There you go. What a fucking hell, man. That tune's amazing. I was just reading the blurb on the back, and it says, I think we found the band that can cross Motorhead with the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, what, what a band. Yeah, it's like, it's like as he's singing, he's, he's like possessed as he's singing. It's like he, he's just going off on the lyrics, just like grabbing at the next thing that comes into his head. So, Like you said, such an intense record, so even to be dreaming. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So that was Earth, the California Love Dream from Nottingham from what period? 90s? That track's 05, 05. Really? So early 2000s? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Case of the wrong place at the wrong time. One of the most amazing bands that have ever existed who just 
slip through the net for a myriad of reasons. We 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 can't even speculate on why they weren't massive. But good call. And also, let's mention that Hughes band Torn Sale. They're like picking up a bit of support now. They're doing really well. So Hughes never stopped, man. Yeah, Hugh, yeah, yeah, Hughes kept going. So many many musical projects still still going with Hugh Costin. Um, awesome guy from Nottingham. And indeed, and if anybody wants to check out more from Earth of California Love Dream, they can obviously check out the cover version of one of their tracks that we uh, retitled Bad Side, which is available on Shore Dive Dive Records. Free download available now. You can go check it out. Um, You're up. All right, I'm going to play something fun. Um, What the hell? It's all been fun. What do you mean? (laughs) No, I mean, this is not (laughs) I'm going to go get a shandy then. (laughs) <laughs> I um, I, did, I I never knew this existed, and then I thought it was quite recent, but it wasn't. It was fucking ages ago. Um, I'm gonna play Dinosaur Junior's cover version of Just Like Heaven by The Cure, because <laughs> the, there are two reasons why. Um, shall I go on before or after? No, I don't. Go on, if All right. Okay. Heard it, then I, I, I don't want to. No, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I have heard it. I, I was going to play freak scene as well, so I'm going to have to pick a different last track.
That ending is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. I, I, I like scoured the internet to see if I could only find unfinished versions of it. But no, that's just the way it ends. Amazing. Uh, did you have the music video version on as well? Yeah, dude. It's too funny. <laughs> what, so it just stops? It just stops, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What, like for real? <laughs> so that was um, that was Dinosaur Junior's cover of Just Like Heaven by the Cure. He makes it sound like his own, though, doesn't it? Oh, totally. I mean, it, it is exactly what um, Dinosaur Junior did. And uh, did you watch the video as well, dude? At the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Muppets on. Is it the Muppets? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Tongue, it's a bit tongue in cheek for sure. I really like his um, his delivery. Is always just so laid back. He never, you never get the feeling that he's, you know, he's trying too hard because he's just with the music. I really like that feel of Maziac. He, everything they do is just in the music. He doesn't have to chase it. He's always just slightly in front or slightly behind, but he's like always on the surfboard of his music. He's a, he's really on it on that on on his timing with his lyrics and everything. It, and yeah, he's so so consistent in terms of his output and so prolific i mean he's just he's just pumping quality out all the time i mean you know you can always recognize jay maskis when he plays anything whether it's dinosaur junior or the solo stuff he can you can always tell it's him but but he's an incredible dude and he was he was a guitarist in Gigi allen's um murder junkies at some point as well really he played <laughs> With, with with the murder junkies, I never... when Gigi Allen was pooping on stage and doing all mad stuff, he was um, he was there. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely read an interview and he was uh, talking about like how just insane it was playing with Gigi Allen, who um, yeah, we we all know and respect as the king of game. Maybe <laughs> he is the king of game. He is. All right, moving on to uh, something inevitably slightly less funny than that um x it's back to you is it another yeah. portal side project <laughs> no i'm going cocktail twins mm-hmm. I, I really love as well how she doesn't say any lyrics it's kind of like just she insinuates <laughs> lyrics she's really I've never looked up the singing. lyrics because i don't want to know what they are i'm just gonna keep no, it uh, gibberish uh, wasn't it true that a lot of the time she was just ma- just like kind of making vocalizations not actually singing anything apparently yeah and that, that was my point about not realizing that that tribes of the city tune was instrumental it's cause, <laughs> <laughs> with the with this kind of music like sometimes it's just so secondary as lyrics yeah, yeah. you're not listening to my bloody valentine looking for a hidden message are you because the original message is that hard to find never mind the hidden one you have to put it through some serious effects before you can hear actually what's being said yeah their um, their ability to like get acoustic guitars to chime and sound like they had like cathedral effects on them always fascinated me 
This is Sugar Hiccup by Cocteau Twins. Yeah, mate, that's from 1983. What? Are you kidding me? I, I really like how loud the vocal is. And the snare as well. God, how loud is that snare with the reverb on it? Yeah, it's proper early 80s, like, <laughs> snare in it. 
I think it's a drum machine as well. I think all that. I was going to say that. Yeah. I, was, I was even trying to be really geeky and identify which, which drum machine it was. It's <laughs> like, is that a 909? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, great choice. But yeah, dude, amazing. Yeah, it's proper. It blows my mind every time. Yeah, they really knew how. Amazing. They're, they're, they're like timbre of a, a voice. Like when she's like embellishing the end of lines, he's, he's proper, proper nice. Yeah, nobody else did that. She was really in a world of her own, wasn't she? All right, so the privilege of the last song, but maybe it's not the last song because maybe we're going to drop a special, special surprise. Let's do that. An early, an early mix from the next Last Victorian Death Squad session. We'll see. Depends on what you play next, B. If it's if it's too good and we can't follow it up, <laughs> then uh, then maybe we'll just leave it. If it's a high point, we'll just have to we'll just have to. We've given it. out lots of love here in our first podcast, so I, I think it, I think we'll be all right. Um, because I've had to pull out the um, Dinosaur Junior, I'm going to go for Jaws. Um, they're they're a band from Birmingham. They've been around about five six years. Um, they've got a real like cure meets kind of toned down my bloody valentine they're a really great band and should be way bigger than what they are so this is jaws and it's called be slowly
Yeah, man, Jaws are so good, actually. I thought it was going nuts all the way through the track. I thought it was like yeah, there was claps. I was like, is there a clap? And at the end, they're all clapping. Yeah. No, there is claps all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we've we've only just discovered them as well. I feel like, man, I missed out. But I, I think they're still going. You know, they they've got a really good songwriter. They know how to like really knit a melody as well, and and they obviously love, they love their like dream, dream vibey sound on what they've done, and obviously it's like that track especially has got got a real homage to the Cure, but that's cool, man. You know, even if even being able to do that is a gift, so they're a great band. Jaws. The drums were like super heavy as well, like in the mix and in, in the. Door. Yeah, they were like yeah, they're pounding along at the, the velocities or something on triggers or something but it, yeah it was really heavy drum sound yeah jaws where are they from birmingham apparently and and then there was some like i don't know there's some like scene that they claim to be part of i'm not i'm not sure what that was i i, I don't i can't quite work it out but they had yeah, mm. some dudes from birmingham big up jaws we like them all right so they've had a couple of albums since then um that was from b slowly from 2014 then a release Simplicity in 2016, and then The Ceiling last year. So uh, lots more to check out from Jaws. But yeah, they they definitely have some good stuff. All right, that's been a really good mixture. We've had some old, we've had some new, we've had some very, very noisy. We've had some more mellow stuff as well. It's been um, it's been quite a good balance, actually. To, to say that we didn't coordinate this at all, it was a blind choice, five tracks each. I think it's been a good mixture. All right, so we're going to finish off with a pre-mix. So this is hot off the press. This isn't, um, we're not entirely sure this is ready for human consumption, but this is going to be uh, one of the tracks on the next Last Victorian Death Squad EP. Uh, this is called Kiev. Check this out. 